Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode is brought to you by the Center for Addiction and Mental Health here in Toronto. Cutting-edge, state-of-the-art, compassionate facility. Right now, it is Mental Health Awareness Week. This is the time when they need you most. This is the time when you can make a real difference when it comes to doing something about the mental health crisis and the devastating opioid epidemic, the overdose epidemic that we're currently experiencing, losing 20 people every day. They need your help. Donate at camh.ca slash canadaland to help CAMH treat addiction and build hope. This episode of Canada Land is brought to you by Douglas, a mattress that is trusted by more than 200,000 Canadians from coast to coast to coast. It's a great mattress at a very reasonable price point. comes with a 20-year warranty and a great deal for our listeners. Douglas is giving you a free sleep bundle with each mattress purchase. Get the sheets, pillows, mattress, and pillow protectors free with your Douglas purchase today. Visit douglas.ca slash CanadaLand to claim this offer. That is douglas.ca slash CanadaLand. Jen Wong. Hi. Journalist, professor, and author. All that. All that. Welcome back. We are going to talk today about some shocking news. Absolutely shocking. An editorial cartoonist has drawn a good cartoon. (laughs) Naturally, he was immediately fired. (laughs) Burn on Trudeau. A homophobic bigot would not shake our prime minister's hand. Oh, wait, he actually did shake his hand. So, (laughs) burn on Trudeau. (laughs) Welcome back. Thanks. This episode of Canada Land Shortcuts is brought to you by Aisha Ghali, Sue Kavanaugh, Michal Stein, Jennifer Nante, Garrett Irvin, Rebecca Crawford, Mick Beale, and Aaron Walsh. My name is Aaron, and I am a registered nurse from Hamilton, Ontario. I support Canada Land because someone needs to report on the reporters. Canada Land investigations are thorough, and they have the integrity to correct their mistakes when they do happen. And Jen, this episode is brought to everybody by FreshBooks. When I was just had a glimmer in my mind of Canada Land being a thing, FreshBooks signed on as the first sponsor. And they oh, uh, that's so nice. They've been supportive ever since. And it's this cool thing because this is this company that's born in Toronto that's all about giving this sort of like superpower accounting tool to individual freelancers, small businesses. Oh, okay. 
and they've just grown and grown. We were at their offices the other week, and it's just this massive, like, we picked the wrong business, like tech. I know. It's just... I know. But journalists are, like, the worst at keeping accounts, so it sounds like a really good fit. It is, and it's it's just the kind of thing that you dread and you put off. Yeah, I dread it. And then you end up spending more money than you need to because yeah. you've done a poor job of it. You're disorganized. So this is what it's for. It's for, it's for small businesses and freelancers. It sounds really good. It's excellent. It becomes kind of your just mission control for what money is coming in, what money is going out. You can create, customize, and send branded and professional-looking invoices in about 30 seconds. Invoicing with FreshBooks gets you paid a lot faster because the invoices look super professional. It has an impact on the client. So say adios to your shoebox filing cabinet. Say hello to the simplest way to keep track of receipts. You can just take pictures of them. It's all super simple. You can get paid directly through FreshBooks. Get a free 30-day trial. See what this is all about. Go to freshbooks.com slash CanadaLand and enter Canada land in the how did you hear about us section. A political cartoonist let go after 17 years with a newspaper chain and right after this cartoon of his went viral. Political cartoonist Michael Deatter depicted President Trump golfing over the bodies of migrants Oscar Alberto Martinez and his 23-month-old daughter Angie Valeria who, who drowned trying to cross the Rio Grande River. The president in the cartoon saying, quote, do you mind if I play through? But after posting this cartoon on his Twitter feed last week, Adder was dumped by one of his main customers, Brunswick News, the newspaper chain owned by New Brunswick's powerful Irving family. I do think it was the straw that broke the camel's back. What do you think the Irvings expected from you? They expect me to tow company line. And what is the company line? The company line is the bottom line. I mean, for other newspapers, it's the bottom line, really. I mean, should somebody that cares about the bottom line own a newspaper? Jen, what did you think of Brunswick News Incorporated's response to the global uproar over the firing of Michael Dadder over this, uh, I think, brilliant cartoon? Yeah, brilliant. I think you were one of the first to tweet it out, and that's how I first noticed it. What do I think of their response? I think that it's a Bush League response in an international incident, and they're not used to being in an international spotlight. So yeah. they were just reacting like, oh, well, this is our province, and we're just going to do what we want, and we'll just tell everybody that this was a planned firing, and it was all part of our plan, and it has nothing to do with the cartoon. And, you know, they, they operate as a fiefdom in New Brunswick, so that's how they talk. Like, okay, the emperor has no clothes, right? But they're not used to like CNN jumping in and yeah. the current and asking tough questions. So I think it's really fun. It's really fun to sit here and watch each side trying to grapple with it. Did the current do a, do a bit? I heard it on As It Happens. The current had it yesterday morning, but he wasn't on. They had a, several cartoonists on discussing the issue, and I heard both. But they're not used to that kind of attention. And they're not used to people absolutely not believing them yeah. because they're used to New Brunswickers going, oh, yeah, OK, whatever, because they're used to being uh, living with a monopoly on news that doesn't tell them what's happening. Now, you teach in New Brunswick. You spend a lot of time. <laughs> so you're and, and you teach journalism. So you're familiar with the Irvings. We talked about the Irvings last week on the show because uh, they cut a deal with the government to not report mm-hmm. on a government document on the carbon tax that they had. Like, like, I right. Never and they had some deal. Was it was it the Irvings or was it Davy Shipbuilding? I don't know. But they all operate in the same way where if a reporter calls, they get an instant notification that the reporter has called. If so, the reporter calls the government. Yes. If the reporter calls. Excuse to me. To ask yes. about a yes. government contract. 
the reporter gets a callback from Irving saying, right, right. Uh, if you report this, it's going to be libelous. Like the government is dropping a dime. I mean, and, yeah, and claiming I know. this is part of our contract. I know. Full yeah. disclosure. The reason I'm in New Brunswick is I w- first went there as a visiting Irving chair in journalism. <laughs> there <laughs> so, is no like, escaping the Irving yeah, uh, tentacles. I, I fed at the trough. No, I mean, <laughs> they gave a big donation to my university, St. Thomas University. And from that, they fund they can bring in a visiting journalist. Yeah. And so I was like at loose ends after the Globe and Mail fired me. And yeah. I thought, oh, okay, I'll go there. And I, I think it was seven weeks and I had nothing to do. It was really interesting. I didn't have to do anything. Yeah. I was really surprised. So I just finished writing out of the blue <laughs> while I was there. And then a job came up and then I applied for it, a permanent tenure track job. So now I'm permanently tenured there. Right. And but it started it's through interesting. this fellowship. Did you ever feel any Irving pressure of any kind? Yeah. So it's sort of unspoken. I noticed this when the cartoon debacle came out. I'm going, where are all the other journalism professors at Uh St. Thomas? How come they're not speaking out? They're not. So I think there's this unspoken understood that you don't do anything to the urban. So they will blacklist you. Yeah. You'll never work there again. Like Michael DeAtter will never work in New Brunswick again. That's it. Well, luckily for him, this went so large that he yeah. picked up some new contracts, including the Toronto and it's, Star. And he's so talented, right? Well, it's funny because, you know, it wasn't that long ago during the whole Jody Wilson-Ray Bold thing that I had Michael DeAtter on a list of people I was critical of because there were a bunch of cartoonists. Do you remember this? Yes, Who very de- clearly. Yeah, I, I thought it was a kind of a lazy, hacky device. They depicted her like bound and gagged. Right. You know, I mean. And Trudeau punching, right? Yeah, it was like these like S&M imagery. Yeah. And, and some of them used like racist imagery, yeah. not DeAtter. But, I, you know, she was gagged at the time, so it's the yeah. go-to. Yeah, we know, didn't they, like that. I didn't like that. They have to produce a lot of these things. But it's okay to make a mistake and he apologized right he did but at the time i remarked like you know it's been so long since i have seen an editorial cartoon that felt relevant yeah and it's so frequent that they step in a pile of shit and do something well you can't help it because cartoonists have to be right on the edge yeah and so if you're going to be right on the edge sometimes you're just going to put your toe over but it was at the worst of times they blunder and at the best of times they fabulous they can speak to a moment like no one else and it had been so long since a moment like that that i was was actually questioning whether or not we need this anymore and then this cartoon yeah I saw it and I thought, that's it. And and we haven't actually, I mean, I assume that many people know what it is, but of course it was the um, that horrifying image, that photograph of the father, father and daughter trying to get into America and lying They're drowning in the river. Face down in a river. They're crossing the southern border. They drown. Yeah. And so in and the cartoon- And he's got her wrapped inside his t-shirt. It's just heartbreaking. Know? It's terrible. It, it reminds me of the- uh, Yeah, the uh, little Elaine boy. Purdy, uh, yeah. image that, you know, just On that one beach. catalyzing image that makes you realize mm-hmm. the human cost. And I mean, everything else we're hearing from- the trip to the detention, the concentration camps. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, finish the describing. So the cartoon, the cartoon has Trump uh, playing golf and uh, saying, "Mind if <laughs> I play his, through?" In its fat white pants. Yeah, I mean it's perfect. It's perfect, and it's exactly it speaks to exactly what is going on now, and and it, you can't look away from it. So that's the context for people who maybe didn't see the cartoon, and the further context for people who like we're, we're talking about Brunswick News Incorporated's response without actually detailing it. I, I want to detail it a little bit. I mean, you know, they've put out two statements, and essentially what they've said is this is completely false that we fired him over the Trump cartoon. Completely false. We made a decision, you know, months beforehand, or was it weeks beforehand, uh, that the fan favorite was going to be. They had him for 17 years. Yeah. Right. And now they're like, it's everything I dis- that I'm disgusted by in terms of corporate messaging. Like, kind of like he never really worked here. Yeah. You know, we didn't fire him. He wasn't on staff. Right. He was a contractor. Right. We decided, you know, we don't want this contract anymore. And uh, at, no, at no time did we tell him that this had to do 
there's a suggestion that he's lying. He never said that he was told, oh, you're Trump Kirk. Yeah. This is what he, he has very said. very clear. Oh, yeah. He has said that they initially would just access Trump cartoons. And so he stopped sending them Trump cartoons because he knew they wouldn't publish them. And he was afraid that if he kept doing this, you know, it's an interesting thing with censorship. Nobody wants to be the censor. And when you give people some content that you know that puts them in a tough spot and they have to censor you, they usually take it out on you. Yeah. You know, yeah. why are you putting me in They're this They're mad spot? at you. So he stopped giving them Trump cartoons. He also, Michael DeAdder said, the premier of New Brunswick, Blaine Higgs, is a former Irving Oil mm, executive. Yes. And any cartoon that I drew that was slightly critical of him was systematically axed. So here you've got a guy, a New Brunswicker, trying to draw political cartoons for New Brunswick papers. And anytime he does a cartoon about the premier, which you'd figure the editorial cartoonist is going to have to do, Irving axes the cartoon. Right. And so he's got this history with them. And this guy is an Irving executive. Yeah. The premier the used premier. to work for the Irvings. And if you think the editorial cartoons are being censored, so are the news pages. Yeah. You can't write this. And reporters all know. Like, I remember at the Globe and Mail, <laughs> I once stupidly decided to write a story about a garage sale that Lord Thompson was having. I heard about it. And I did all the work. It was a fabulous story. And I brought it to my editor, and he looked at me, and he said, you know. But that was the only non-touchable, a garage sale uh-huh. by Lord Thompson. That was the only time. The Thompson family was off limits, and that was a wink-wink nudge. Yeah, out. and he looked at me like I was a moron, like, don't yeah. you get it? And I'm so stupid, I didn't get it. But then I got it. Yeah. But that's how I could deal with that. He's the owner. But when you have a monopoly on a province and the premier is your former employee and everyone's cozy and the reporters all know they can't. So we're talking not a garage sale you can't talk about. We're talking about the whole province and I mean, all they, the business. They employ a significant percentage of the working people in that province. And if you cross them, yeah. you will be blacklisted. You have to leave the province. Oh, I just want to say, you know that cartoon? He never even submitted it. Yeah. This had... They never published it. They, he never even gave it to them. This is how far they want to control you. This is his own private work. Yeah. And they wanted to. And Well, they know. saw that it was blowing up. And now I actually have no doubt that the people who issue these press releases don't even know about the phone call or the tap on the nose. Yeah. So, okay, lest we sound like conspiratorial, um, <laughs> why would the Irvings be so sensitive about a cartoonist who they're not even publishing his Trump cartoons, having a scathing cartoon about Donald Trump that is becoming viral elsewhere. And this is the question is like, come on, why would they fire him over that? They're not even publishing that cartoon. Right. So dig into this a little bit. Okay. And so, yeah, why don't you take it? <laughs> well, okay, you want to go first? No, no, no. You, I want the New Brunswick resident to tell me okay, about the Okay, I'm the New Brunswick. Trump. It's because um, I think there's several aspects. One is this total power. So it's like a... I'm, I'm sorry to keep referencing Beijing, but it's that kind of like we own you. Yeah. So even though you're our serf and you're doing this in your off time, we don't want you to do that. That's the first thing. It's the total power aspect that they can control you. Mm-hmm. Thank God I'm tenured, by the way. The second thing is they have business interests in the U.S., huge yes. business interests. They Their foothold is New Brunswick, but they're one of the biggest landowners in the U.S. Yeah, they are the sixth largest landowner in the entire U.S. of A. They own an incredible amount of, in Maine and New Brunswick, forest land for for their lumber consumption. Yeah, and then they have oil. So that's not a New Brunswick industry. That's an international industry. They have shipping. So that's why... Well, let me get specific about that, yeah. okay? okay? Because we're in a trade war with the United States, and softwood lumber is one of the right. uh, one of the uh, third rails of that. So, Trump appointee Wilbur Ross of the U.S. Department of Commerce will soon issue a decision as to whether or not 
the low property taxes that J.D. Irving enjoys on their massive forestry assets constitutes a softwood lumber subsidy. Ah. The province has not upped their property taxes on their forestry holdings since 1994. Okay, it's $100 per hectare. (laughs) Okay, so that is, in effect, arguably, a government subsidy that Irving enjoys that allows them to bring their lumber to the market at a drastically reduced price. I mean, their influence over government, arguably, is the reason why it's been frozen. And it goes Mm -hmm. beyond that. They have been wooing this commerce secretary, this Trump commerce secretary. They opened a tissue factory in Georgia, the Irvings did, employing a bunch of people in Georgia. They invited the commerce secretary, Wilbur Ross, to come to the ribbon cutting ceremony. Okay. Okay. So gave him a little photo op. Okay. And it's been working because in the tariff war, Trump's tariff war with Canada, he slapped a 6.87% tariff on a lot of softwood lumber companies. J.D. Irving, the biggest softwood lumber company, got a 3% tariff. That's right. So this is an absurd amount of money hangs in the balance of the Irvings' relationship with Donald Trump. That's right. And Donald Trump is famously thin-skinned. And this is the kind of cartoon that speaks to his Achilles heel because this thing with dead children, which he is responsible for, could undo him. And he will see this cartoon if he has not already. Yeah, you've drawn a very good line. That's a very good line. So I think the day in, day out, the journalists at Brunswick News Incorporated do not feel Irving's influence at all. They probably just know that there's some topics they should avoid. But if you ever, if you ever get in the way oh, yeah. of their money, yeah. and I don't care if, They'll if, crush you. if you're doing it in their paper or elsewhere, mm-hmm. that guy's not going to be working there the next day. Yeah. And it is a, a callow and cowardly gaslighting of Adder and the public for them to say, this I is ridiculous. Know. This is and ridiculous. It's, it's especially heinous because they own media. So for them to put out a press release about this and all the responsible traditional media have to quote them. And so they throw a little bit of doubt into this. But you have to look at what happened and then you have to make a judgment. And the traditional media is just so used to, you know, he said, she said. Yeah. And it's not. Well, you know, we're in dangerous territory here. And I've received a legal threat from the Irving, from Brunswick News Incorporated. No, back, you remember back when we covered Oh, yeah, yeah, when you came out. That was great. They they, they came out, you know. You came out to New Brunswick and and you spoke to the students and they just loved you. you. Um, Yeah, that was great. We were threatened in the past and it's it's scary because they have the the resources to do whatever they want, you know, whether they have a case or not. This is Larry's Gelch's special fishing lodge. Where their yeah. editors went. It's back in the news because yeah. the trial yeah, I know. was on. The trial's we on. Talked about last week. So, anyhow, <laughs> they never followed through. They never sued us. But here, you know, I just think you have to tell the truth. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, let's represent the fact, you know, both sides of the story. They deny it completely. They say there's no relationship. I think that they are not in good faith. I think they're being completely dishonest. I uh, do too. So, I, I'm not afraid to say that. And, and I think that it's interesting. The Irvings, because they paywall their stuff with the hardest paywall in the newspaper mm-hmm. business. That's right. Usually, We just don't even hear about New Brunswick. We don't even get these stories. And all these minor little things that happen with journalism there, if not for the CBC, who are doing really good work in New Brunswick, we wouldn't know any of it. But it's so interesting to see Irving media censorship and thuggery Mm -hmm. become a global media story. That's why they're not used to it. It's just like, you know, they're like dictators in in a little feudal province. Yeah. And they're not used to the normal rules of behavior in you know the rest of the country the rest of the world they're not used to going oh you can't just put out a press release and everyone falls into line you know some people did fall into line but most people go wait a minute that doesn't add up it just doesn't add up this episode is brought to you by the center for addiction and mental health right now there is an opioid crisis right now there is a mental health crisis but right now it is mental health week 
And what that means is you can do something about these crises. You can help people. You can help CAMH save lives. They offer treatment with dignity, and they are doing cutting-edge research. I don't know if anybody listening to this is untouched by this crisis. You can see it in the downtown of every city in this country. You certainly feel it in Toronto. This is not something happening to other people. These are our friends. These are our communities, our families. We are all touched by addiction. We are all touched by the mental health crisis, and we all share responsibility to do something about it. Helping CAMH is something you can do about it. Help change mental health care forever. Your support will help CAMH build a future where nobody is left behind. Donate at camh.ca slash CanadaLand to help them treat addiction and build hope. This episode is brought to you by Douglas, a mattress trusted by more than 200,000 Canadians from coast to coast to coast. Trust is important. There are a lot of mattress lies out there, a lot of mattress liars And I I, I didn't intend the pun, but it occurred to me that there is one as I was saying those words. Listen, I am not lying to you. Uh, I have uh, experienced the Douglas mattress. It is an exceptional mattress at a surprisingly affordable price point. It is a mattress that sleeps cool, doesn't have that weird thing in the summer where the mattress gets like an oven. It's a very good product. It's delivered to your house in a box. You don't have to go to a big mattress store. It is a medium firm mattress, which is what Canadians prefer, and it comes with a 365-night trial and a 20-year warranty. What more can I tell you? Douglas is giving our listeners a free sleep bundle with each mattress purchase. Get the sheets, pillows, mattress, and pillow protectors free with your Douglas purchase today. Visit douglas.ca slash CanadaLand to claim this offer. Jan Wong, you have been a frequent guest on this show, Canada Land Shortcuts. You know that one of the things we do here is make sure that things do not go unduly noted. Is that proper? They do not go duly unnoted? They they do not go ignored because we note them duly. <laughs> what do you have to Tie yourself up in knots. Yeah. I thought I'd talk about Hong Kong and the demonstrations there. There have been three massive demonstrations in the past few weeks and just a couple of days ago, a bunch of demonstrators actually broke into the legislature in Hong Kong. It was kind of shocking because they don't do that. Yeah. And they, the police were sort of hovering. They didn't do anything. And then they, the protesters smashed the windows. They got inside the legislature and they, but it was so interesting because it wasn't just let's destroy everything. It was very specific and systematic. So what they did was they sprayed over the words that said People's Republic of China they sprayed over this flower that's the symbol of Hong Kong under Chinese rule. Mm-hmm. But they had signs up saying, don't destroy the archives. Don't destroy the books. Don't destroy this. You know, they were like knickknacks on a, a wall, like yeah. decorative China vases. Don't destroy this. And there was a fridge with soft drinks in it. And of course, they're hot and tired and thirsty. So they took the soft drinks, but they paid for them. There was a box of them. So it's it's a a different kind of protest. It's a really interesting protest. And then I've since found out on my way here, I was sort of reading the news and it looks like China sent a very top official down to tell Carrie Lam, the the head of Hong Kong, who she's, she's really a puppet of Beijing to tell her no violence. So that's why there was no oh. violence. So and to I... tell her she had to show up. She went into hiding for like a week. She didn't show up. So that's why she had a 4 a.m. press conference. It was the most bizarre thing. So now it makes sense. Like, why would she hold a 4 a.m. press conference on the day of the violence in the legislature? So she did. But now it all makes sense. So 
China's sort of trying to micromanage this. Very awkward, right? It's very awkward to micromanage a riot. And the rioters are so specific. It's very interesting. Yeah. They and not everybody did it. A a handful of people. Give no excuse to the other side. Yeah. So my understanding of this, and I haven't been following it tremendously carefully or closely, is that uh, this started with Hong Kong resisting an extradition. Yeah. A change to the extradition laws that would place Hong Kong in this one area, Mm -hmm. but in a pretty significant area that Beijing would have that much more control. And if there was a dissident in Hong Kong, they would they would be. uh, Or you. Yeah. Yeah. You, anyone. It, you don't have to be a Hong Kong. You could be extradited a to China. A big issue, but an extradition issue that has since become a symbolic issue over basically the fight for Hong Kong. That essentially yeah. this has become the issue upon which yeah. Hong Kong is asserting yeah. some level of continued independence from Beijing. And Beijing wants to go the other way. Yeah. And my question throughout all this, seeing these incredible, you know, the footage of just how many people are out. And yeah. uh, will Beijing flinch? Will they blink? Will they? Yeah, will they? Will know. they step away? And uh, I don't know. They blinked after the two million people demonstrated. Yeah. Now during this breaking into the legislature, they had earlier said no violence. They didn't want any violence. They don't yeah. want another Tiananmen because really this is reminding me very much of Tiananmen. Sure. And Hong Kong is different. And Hong Kong is different. Hong Kong was under British colonial rule for so long that they have some idea of what a democracy is, even though they were a colony. Yeah. Right? And there's supposed to be a 50-year agreement that they're not going to touch the system in Hong Kong. 50 years from 1997, which was the handover. Uh If you do the math, I think it's 2047, right? So you're not supposed to do anything. And they're completely abrogating this treaty. Yeah. And that's why the Hong Kong people said enough is enough. I mean, they have these elections which are shams because Beijing gets to a point, yeah. you know, half of them, so they control it. But they have a functioning media there. It's not like mainland. You know, this is kind of like what it's like in New Brunswick now. <laughs> so that all the media that used to be pretty lively uh-huh. is now self-censoring. Uh-huh. They're very afraid. Duly noted. I would like to duly note the wonderful help that our federal government is providing to help citizens critically assess and become resilient against harmful online disinformation. The media bailout is one program, but we're seeing actually like a slew of of programs. You know, we've got like the main media bailout, then there's this $50 million local news fund that people have kind of forgotten about. And now there's all this like fake news hysteria, fake news. The government's got to help you understand what is fake news. (laughs) That's so Orwellian. (laughs) I mean, yeah, like like the fake news thing gets thrown around. The government will tell you what's fake. (laughs) Well, luckily the government has some helpers to identify fake news. And they have distributed uh, through the Heritage Ministry a bunch of different monies for projects to help you identify fake news. And one beneficiary is News Media Canada. News Media Canada. News Media Canada itself, in their title, is fake news. Yeah, I don't know what that is. So News Media Canada, we talked about this somewhat in detail before, but I, I can't remind people enough. If you go to News Media Canada's website, it says News Media Canada is the voice of Canada's news media industry, representing print and digital titles in every province and territory. This is my voice. This is the voice of our industry. No, News Media Canada, up until very recently, was called Newspapers Canada. If you look at their board of directors, everybody is from Post Media, Winnipeg. They're oh, all newspaper okay. people. This is the newspaper lobby group. If you go, oh, if, if you go okay. to the frequently asked questions, oh. it's all like, are newspapers environmentally friendly? It is still <laughs> the newspaper lobby. It, it is not broadcast news. It okay. is not digital I didn't news. Know that. It's the news. And this is so interesting that as soon as you form a lobby group, like this whole idea of like fake news, we're going to call everything fake news. Any special interest 
is essentially like by definition involved in a disinformation misinformation yeah, it's campaign. It's so confusing. It's like spy versus spy. I can't yeah. keep track. So here they are by their very nature. They are trying to mislead the public into thinking that they represent all of us. They only represent and they are they are involved with government now in News Media Canada, the newspaper lobby group mm-hmm. is on the local news fund. They're getting paid money to, you know, participate in this fund to designate who's real, who's fake. They are an interested player in that. They're also oh. on the panel for the big fund. Yeah, which distributes the money. They're, so they're just, who are they going to choose? Themselves <laughs> or other, right? And now they're getting uh, a half a million dollars for a program called Spot. Spot fake news online. What does Spot stand for? S. Is this a credible source? Wow, thank you, newspaper lobby group. You're going to help us determine You're who's kidding. credible. This is so Orwellian. P. Is the perspective biased? I mean, we're at a point in the conversation about bias where any modern journalist will own up to the fact that bias is inherent. It is natural. Yeah. The job is to be accurate and fair and, and, to and balanced. balanced. But yeah. objectivity, we all are coming right. to a consensus. That was always a myth. Always, yeah. Well, no. Spot is going to tell you, is the perspective biased? Oh, are other sources reporting the same story? Oh. Right? Like that is going to be the measure of whether it's fake news or not. Have other media picked it up? Which seems to benefit, of course, a newspaper chain, which repeats the same story again and again and again, giving them more credibility. And T, is the story timely? Uh, I don't know what to do with this. I mean, this is a on we're seeing the partnership between the newspaper industry and the government of Canada, and it is a financial partnership, and it involves in every manifestation of this partnership, the newspaper industry deciding who is and who isn't real news. Right. And, and and not I just know. who is and who isn't like qualified or, you know, credible, but who's fake news. Yeah. And who gets the money? Yeah. Who gets the taxpayers' dollars? Yeah. I think people should be very concerned about this. Yeah. And I don't think they are because it's so boring. (laughs) Duly noted. All right. Here is a piece of fake news that was uh, anything but boring. Let's hear the audio of uh, the news report that started this all on Global News when Justin Trudeau was seated between China and Brazil. Right. It's all alphabetical, unfortunately for him. He did not look too comfortable, and uh, here is what uh, the Global News report sounded like, but what it looked like was the important part. At a leader's working lunch, Prime Minister Trudeau and Chinese President Xi were seated next to each other, not thanks to planning, but rather the alphabetical order of the seats. Canada, right before China. The leaders, though, did not interact or acknowledge each other at all for several minutes while the cameras were rolling. No eye contact, not even a nod. Trudeau clearly turning his back to Xi to greet an unlikely ally. Brazil's far-right leader, Jared Bolsonaro. The Prime Minister's office insisted that Xi and Trudeau had greeted each other earlier in the day, and the two leaders had multiple constructive conversations despite the awkward video. Okay, so what people saw was uh, a very uncomfortable-looking Trudeau, kind of like very studiously not engaging with Xi, Xi, Xi Jinping. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and instead, he kind of turns towards Bolsonaro. And from what you could tell from the original clip, he's kind of trying to get like a handshake from Bolsonaro. And Bolsonaro just like completely blanks yeah. him. And um, it looks purposeful, turns around to shake somebody else's hand. And Trudeau's like, well, I'll just sit here then. And uh, I didn't I didn't see that. I watched it a lot of times. It didn't look like that to me. Well, it, it depends on how you saw it. Like if you see it in the original global piece, they're not really talking about that. So you have to kind of like decide that that's what's happening. Then it gets kind of picked up by uh, Canada 
strong. I know, I know. People picked up on I can't, it. And I, can't, said, I can't keep track of the crowds, the strongs, yeah, the provinces. So but we get it. It got memed. Uh-huh. And and then I think that uh, various internet personalities from the states picked up on it as well. And, right. and, and it, it seemed to depict something that it did not. Well, the we f- don't really know what happened. I, mean, I don't think you can be sure that he was snubbed. I To me, it looked like he was pointing to someone who was probably, this is what I think. Yeah. I can't see on Bolsonaro's other side. Somebody is trying to shake Bolsonaro's hand, and Trudeau's pointing to them and saying, he wants to shake your hand. That's my understanding. That's what it looked like to me. Okay, so you got- But who knows? I didn't see the whole thing. Apparently, that's the truth of it, and you've got a more critical eye than most because- Because if you look where his eyes go- Yeah. It's Trudeau is saying, hey, Bolsonaro, that guy over there wants to shake your hand, and Bolsonaro goes, oh, okay. That's why he turns so fast. And then he turns back to Trudeau- That's right. And says, I'll shake your hand, too. Yeah, that's how I saw it. this is all about whether or not he got a handshake from one of the worst- Yeah, right-wing, horrible- Homophobic, bigoted, racist- it's news because Xi Jinping is not talking to him. Yeah. Right. That's the real story. They're sitting side by side. Or he's not talking to Xi Jinping. Well, he wanted a meeting. Yeah, with I know Xi he has every reason to. He want. wanted a meeting. He was rebuffed, and apparently he got so Trump he should to speak agree. Chinese. Like, why does Trudeau not learn Chinese? Because he couldn't talk to him. Because there's, there's no lots inter- of reasons. Like, uh, just reasons. turn why to don't him. I, you know, <laughs> just turn and talk to him, and you know, yeah. like he's the guy we really need to talk to. So this this is like. Um, a ridiculous distraction. He needed to talk to Xi Jinping. It is. It's become another manifestation of, boy, we have a fake news problem. Um, and yeah. everyone is kind of wringing their hands about this. I picked up on this thing. There was this one tweet that went viral, and it was a student journalist named Noel Harper. And his tweet went viral. And he tweeted a thread that goes, sigh, here goes nothing. I've been played for a fool this weekend. As have many voices in the journalism community on this dumb, dumb platform. Voices who I immensely respect and believe to be truthful and not take their coveted positions lightly. We've eaten crow again. Many of those who shared the clip were journalists, clearly wanting a part in the meme that we had briefly shared. I'm not going to delve into specifics. They and you likely know who they are. But it was quiet once the full story was known. Too quiet. It was quiet because many who shared the clip as a cheap shot weren't interested in taking it back. I feel that the difference between me and them, as those who call ourselves journalists, is that I'm not afraid to admit when I am wrong. Maybe it's time to start thinking before we tweet. Hmm, And then Karoloff said, you've earned a lot of admiration, Noel. Oh, good. Yeah. What do, oh, but you're frowning. I think it's a little you're, too, you're too. You're practically rolling your eyes out of here. <laughs> no, I agree with him that... I agree with him in part. I, I agree with him that if you share something that turns out to be like falsely presented, you should apologize. And and if you're quiet about that, then you're not. Doing How your about job. just don't share it? You oh, should have shit. your filter. Fuck oh that. no 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 no! This is where I am pretty. Like I think in the early days, I would share something, and I realized, oh, that was not right. So I'm much more careful now. If I see something, I look at it. I think about it. I see who the source is. I don't, that's the problem. You obviously have taken the spot news test from Heritage Canada. Oh well. And, no, and, maybe and maybe I created Canada. it. How no, do you know? Uh, no, look, look. Let me let, let okay, me refine you, my position. Okay, you think this is garbage? Okay, no, I don't think it's garbage. I think he, uh, look, he's making a good point. I don't yeah, want to. Yeah, I think up, it's I, you know, good. It's a good point. He could write a little tighter. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't like this dumping on Twitter. This dumb, dumb platform, and I don't like this moral panic. I love Twitter over fake. Twitter's wonderful. It's a, I, I like sentences, so I like Twitter, and I like everyone having uh, an equal yeah, chance yeah, of yeah, being yeah. heard. So yeah. I like Twitter. 
I like Twitter better than I like most social media. Oh, anyhow, um, <laughs> there is this like pearl clutching and preciousness about fake news is a menace. Let's just stop sharing everything. Uh, you don't, the news gets it wrong sometimes. Pictures absolutely. lie. Mm-hmm. This it goes back to the question of bias and objectivity. Where did you crop the photo? Mm-hmm. What happened right after that photo was right. taken? What right. story were you ignoring when you when you focused on that story? And yes, when you see something that looks like it's news and you share it with somebody else, sometimes you're going to get it wrong. And yes, the misinformation tends to travel faster and quicker than the correction. We need to be vigilant. We need to be careful. We need to use our <laughs> brains. But this Bye. whole Twitter is evil and dumb. Stop oh. sharing things. Uh, but he like, didn't say that. <sighs> and Carol often say that. No, you're. I, I don't want to beat up on a student journalist. No, I, don't. I feel like all of this just Good like for him. this war against memes that the government is now funding as if fake news is this menace in Canada. Like now we've got there's a report out that uh, Craig Silverman and Jane Litvinenko at BuzzFeed, along with the Toronto Star, uh, you know, the intelligence community of Canada is warning us about fake, fake news, fake news. Show me the instance where fake news in Canada like actual fake news, like something that was reported that just never happened, has been disastrous and has been has gone uncorrected and has had a terrible... Like, we have a mechanism to deal with misinformation. And, and often the things that we're calling fake news are just like an incomplete story or the hypocrisy of this is part of my distaste. The parties themselves are meme hustlers. They're constantly sending memes around. The conservatives do it, the liberals do it, showing the other party in a bad light or a photograph that makes them look bad or, or, or torquing things a little bit. Like, welcome to democracy. It's information warfare. We have a media that is here to assess and criticize these things. And like this categorization of like, that's fake, that's real, where post media is in the qualified category and everything else goes into this fake category. Like it's this is a bad dichotomy and we're going down a bad road. I don't think so. I think it's good for everyone to put on their little skepticism hat and decide whether or not. Because to me, when I saw that, I thought, I don't think he's getting rebuffed. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's ambiguous and we don't know. So I'm not going to share that. And I don't think that's bad. I think no, that I'm everyone not. can decide. You know I'm what? Not I'm losing because do. I don't have as good an argument as you and I'm not <laughs> no, articulating it as well. You're that talking doesn't way more fair. than me. Wait, that so I, you're I winning. I'm saying a lot more, <laughs> but it's less convincing. It's succinct. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Of course we you're should be critical upset. thinkers. And, getting, I, yeah. and I think you need therapy. Shouldn't my emotion because override your reason? Well, I think, I don't know. It'll be interesting to hear what uh, listeners think. <laughs> I'm sure you'll hear. That's very diplomatic. <laughs> I'm going to beat a hasty retreat, refine my argument, and I'm going to deal with you next time you're in here. <laughs> okay, deal. That's your Candleland Shortcuts. Thank you, Jen. Thanks. Everybody can email me at jesse at com. I read everything that you send. We are on Twitter at CanadaLand. Jan, where can people find you? At Ryder Wong. Our website is CanadaLandShow.com. There is an election coming up. Be vigilant about fake news and listen to <laughs> Oppo, where you'll hear Justin Ling giving a really tough interview to Aaron O'Toole, a conservative MP Aaron O'Toole, about all of this stuff about foreign-funded messaging in Canada. Is that the real fake news? Do we need legislation against it? Oppo's got you covered. This episode is produced by David Crosby. Our managing editor is Kevin Sexton. Syndication is by CFUV 101.9 FM in Victoria. Visit them online at cfuv.ca. If you like what we do, if you want to receive ad-free versions of all of our podcasts, please support us at patreon.com slash CanadaLand. Thank you.
hey, I need you to pay close attention to this message. It is not an ad. This is about Canada land and this is about you. You need to know that the news crisis is about to get a lot worse. You've heard about the layoffs. We're about to have news closures. And it's very likely that we're going to be seeing the defunding of the CBC. Where are you going to get your information from? What can you do about this? You can support Canada Land. We need you to. And so for this month and this month only, you can become a Canada Land supporter and get everything our supporters get for just $2 a month. That is an almost 80% discount. The clock is ticking on this. It disappears at the end of the month, and then we will not offer it. We need your support. We need to keep news coverage alive in Canada. Go right now to canadaland.com slash join. And thank you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.